really Welcome to Superstitious and Cowardly, a Batman podcast for the Warden of Saul. I am John Pfeiffer. And I'm Chris Winnia. Ryan has been reincarnated into a bird so he could fly far, far, far away. Before we get further into the episode, I wanted to talk about current Batman events just for a second. Though Batman, Catwoman, well, I guess it'd be Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle, <laughs> wedding is still going. Like, that hasn't been... It's a long ceremony. They're just getting to the point where all the sidekicks are starting to it, sing. It's 15 issues of just the ceremony. Cassandra uh, walks up there, and she's like, now Cassandra Kane would like to read a poem. And then, because she can't talk, she'd just be like... I think she would just do, a, like, an interpretive dance. She would, actually. She, she would did do that. an interpretive And dance. I think she's been able to talk for, like, 15 years. Did they take that away uh, from her again? She, it's, it's a lot more broken in current stuff. To be fair, the writing teams that do Detective Comics and Batman, they're, at least for Detective Comics, they're really good about including the Bat family and trying to bring that back together as much as possible. Tom King's stuff is more of doing some callbacks to old, old, old Batman stuff and Mm -hmm. uh, repairing that relationship with Selena Kyle. So they're trying to kind of put that all back together. Uh, So that the Joker can come back and break them all up again. There's definitely going to be a storyline where the Joker kind of comes in and and messes with everybody. I just don't know at the end of that if they're actually going to be married or not. Can I just say something? I kind of wish like we could go back to the days where the Joker would just be like, Robbing a bank. Oh, sometimes I do, but other times I'm just like I. I've seen that. There's there's like thirty years of that from like the beginning to yeah, like but now the it 60s. seems like every time it's like, man, if the Joker doesn't kill one of the bat kids this time, it's not going to be a good event. Well, I'm okay with the, like not like necessarily giant murders, but I want I do, I want more than just a jewelry heist. I would like something that's just like normal. You know what my favorite Joker issue is? Um, probably shouldn't say because I was going to get to it, but anyways, it's this issue where it's the Joker and he's in a cell. It was kind of during No Man's Land and he's just narrating Batman going through like how he leaked the location of this little girl that was in this trunk that he leaked through all these different people while he was in prison. He had all these different people like kidnap her and like put her in like a death trap and stuff. And just at the end of it, like he saves the little girl and like Batman's like, what, you know, why did you do all this? And he's like, cause every time you go into a situation like this, you have no hope that there's actually somebody alive, but now you have hope and you're always going to have hope from now on. And that's, that's just how it ends, because he's just dicking with that's it. That's really nice, actually. But it's it's small scale. It's not like, oh, I'm going to burn the city and your entire family and your dog. Tom King's been doing kind of small scale. He's the, the the Batman writer right now, and he has there's no plans on replacing him as writer, at least not yet. I can never pronounce his name right. James Tyrion, Tyrion. I can never pronounce it right. I'm just, sorry. They always pay their debts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've never uh, even seen he, that show. His Detective Comics run is going to end soon. But he would have, and a lot of DC Comics has been doing this right now, where it'd be like four or five issues would be a story arc, and then there might be a bigger story arc around that. And that's been really great. So the Batman writing right now has been has been really good. I mean, it was good when it was uh, Scott Schneider and everything, too, but it's been focusing on... I haven't read Scott it's been focused since on the... Bat, uh, it's been focused on Bat Family before Damien. Anything after Damien, like people are kind of taking and leaving and doing what they want with. But everyone seems to be really strong. Like I want to have Cassandra Kane in this. And yeah, it's I want to have Tim Drake in this. I think it's just people who are around our age or maybe a little bit older, like roughly around our ages, 
and reading that stuff as their their kids, and now they're writers and they're doing that. But that's the current events. It's like there's a, there's a possible Batman wedding, and it may Did they happen. Bring back Onyx? No. Oh, that's too bad. The Batman that one. needs like a black, a strong black woman. They have. Uh, I liked her. She came in like during uh, War Games, which if you ever read, it's fucking awful. They have Batwing, which is. Uh, oh, I forgot about him. Which is Fox's kid. I cannot remember his first. Oh, name. is he actually Fox's kid? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but that's what the best they have. But that is, you know, the rough state of current events right now for Batman comics. We were going to do Detective Comics 327, but we decided to just change gears just for a little while. Yeah, and... take a knee, gang. Um, sometimes life comes at you. We're having some, I'm having some personal problems right now. Um, I hurt my back, and I'm finding it very difficult to focus on things. So uh, this is real talk right now. So sit backwards in your chairs and Swip your baseball caps around, and we're just going to take a knee. Um, so I thought that we'd introduce a new segment. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of media that like Batman is in, cartoons particularly, but like the '60s TV show that like I want us to focus on periods where we're doing like comics. I want to kind of stay that as a focus, but I also want to kind of look at those. So I figured that we would start a new uh, thing called Bat Roulette. Where John has been kind enough to set up a, a database with Batman 66, Batman the Animated Series, The Batman, Brave and the Bold, and Beware the Batman. We're also probably going to add the um, the 40 serials. The 40 serials, which um, I have on DVD. Some, maybe some miscellaneous like Scooby-Doo movies or Super Friends Some of the stuff, movies, because there's a shitload of those DC movies out as well. Speaking of which, yeah. uh, today's episode is brought to us by Suicide Squad. To Hell and Back, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> I saw that, and I was like, huh, a movie I'm not going to watch. And then I went back to what I was doing. I saw that, and I saw that Captain Boomerang was in there, and it's like, oh, if he's a bastard in this, I'll love it. So we have a bat generator. So you were saying the way that you want to use this is kind of when we want to take a little bit of a break between comics every if, once if in a while. So, if some things happen that like we can't, because like, I... It's a way to still do content A couple episodes ago, we did um, World's Finest, and because of that... I didn't do like the dates because it was all kind of all around, but I didn't like not having the information on some of this stuff, and I even said it in the episode. So I do not want to do that again, unless it's a John Pick episode, then it's up to you. But like, I like to do my little bit of research. I mean, it's dumb. I do stuff, like those. But, so this is just kind of a way that we can. We're probably gonna, we're going to do this episode, whichever one we pick, and then the next episode, and then we'll get back into the new look. And we'll just we'll, we'll use this as a way so that we can still create content, but as a way it's to a give little, us a little bit of a little bit of a little break. Yeah, a little bit more time to do research. Maybe if things. we think that we'd like to, we used to have a back catalog, and uh, around Christmas we kind of fucked that up. So <laughs> maybe we could start building that this way as well. But we're going to do. We're going to start with the ones that I listed. We'll probably add some more a little later so that we got a nice little pick. Now I have it set up so that it it randomly generates whatever we're watching. But how do you want to do like? the rules around this like if we have a a mulligan like hey generate one more time i really don't want to watch this or how do you want to treat if we have a an episode that's a two-parter stuff like that like in one of your favorite video games where we decide by the flip of a coin your episode is now in a pie all right so do you how do you um so we're gonna go on google generate so we'll pick the uh tv series so yep. we'll go on Google and we'll just enter in uh, random number one through five. 
Um, Batman 66 is one, animated series is two, the Batman oh, is three. Oh, th- this generator is much better. Oh, okay it, then. It, it, it randomly generates everything, including the number. That's how it works. It, it generates the number, and then it references the number with what I have in the database. I just have to press a button, and we'll generate randomly. Well then, John, Entirely. press that button. Tell me what Wait, we got. I want to know how we're going to do a possible veto, because if I hit Beware the Batman, I might want to change that up. How about this? You can veto... A series like Bury the Batman once. And then the next time it happens, you got to do it. All right. Do you want that to go for both of us? I am. This is my idea, so I'm fine. This is all on you. Oh, I'm I'm the only bad guy in this. I like that. But now that we've done, like, once we've actually watched Bury the Batman, which, okay, let's just say it right here. It's kind of the one I don't want to watch either. Um, once I do that, if it comes up again, we have to do it. If it comes up again, we have to do it. But once we've watched it, then you get another veto. I like the idea of where the Batman coming up and then me saying, okay, we're vetoing it. Hit that generator again. And it comes up automatically. Again. Exactly. I think in that, even if it's in the same setting, I think I'm still forced to watch. Yep. You I want to, I'm going to be mean to myself a little bit in that. So we're going to generate that and see where we land. Uh, we'll just do a little bit of a cutaway. Beep, bop, boop, bop, beep, bop, boop, bop, boop, bop, boop, bop, boop, bop, boop. Drew Carey is going to be like. And we have, it's not Beware the Batman. It's almost Beware the Batman. It is The Batman season. It's not even an early season for Beware for the Batman. It is season five, episode 13, Lost Heroes part two. Hmm. Now, I don't want to start with a two-parter. Though. I don't want to start with a two-parter Although, either. I'm, unless I'm mistaken, that is the episode where they, um, he goes to like Dark Knight like timelines and weird shit like that. I had it set up so that it would link to a DC Wikia page too. The synopsis has not been written for this one, so I can't tell you anything mm-hmm. about okay, it. Okay, let's spin again. Let's not do the first one as a two-parter. So how do you want to treat two-parters then? Oh, we got to decide that. I didn't. I honestly didn't think it would come up the very first time. <laughs> All right, if you have suggestions for possible rules that you want to see around these yeah. episodes, let us know. Hit us up on uh, sac.alfred at gmail.com or Twitter at, at uh, sacbatpod, hashtag Robin's Regulars, however you want to get a hold of us. If you have suggestions for this, let us know. Uh, so we're going to generate again. It is Batman Brave and the Bold, episode or season three, episode six, Time Out for Vengeance. All right, that sounds interesting. So let's wait. I want to make sure it's not a two parter. It's not, this is not written yet. We're going to wing it. All right, we're going to so wing it. So we're watching uh, Batman Brave and the Bold season three, episode six, which I think is the last season, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, time out for vengeance. So we'll do a little cutaway. We'll come back. We'll talk we're about it. We're going to watch it right now. So it's fresh in our brains. And we've just finished watching Batman Brave and the Bold Time Out for Vengeance from Season 3. But depending on where you're watching it from, apparently, it is either Episode 5, Episode 6, Episode 8. No one seems to have the correct order, or there's so many different orders that I don't know what the correct one is. So whenever we do a bat roulette, we'll default to the title of the episode as opposed to season and episode number. So as long as you're looking for Time Out for Vengeance, if you want to watch along... Just search by title and, and you'll see it. It's definitely in season three, though. And that was an episode. That was my favorite episode. I haven't even watched uh, much of Brave of the Bold, but that had like, and all the references that I wanted in there. It was it, That episode was made just for me. It was basically all of John's favorite things. It was. It had everything in it. 
So let's uh, start out. We start out with um, Helper Mite, who is such an insignificant character. I could not find any information on him online. I didn't even pick up that name. I just called him Bug Guy. <coughs> he says it once. And so Batman's beating the shit out of him, but Helper Mite gets the upper hand and says to his person, hey, could you give me a hand here, Creeper? Is he, are you Creeper? Are you just going to watch? And the Creeper comes out from on top of a chimney or whatever and starts assisting Batman. I love that throwaway line. That, it doesn't really assist Batman. He just kind of like does a cheerleader thing for yeah, him, he, sarcastically. He, he does like a sarcastic, like, hey, can you give me a hand? And he starts kind of clapping. It's that sort of a thing. And then he uh, does like a big thing that calls uh, Batman an evil, uh, evil, ugly freak. Did you catch that or no? Yeah, I, I caught it for a second. That It's Batman fighting this villain like over top of Gotham City and eventually they land in an alley and the bug mo- helper might which mm-hmm. is a stupid name. Shoots a little bit of goo at him in a weird. You said it was a video game. It was like what you, a, a video thing. game would do. It like stuck you him all up. It was perfectly encased his body, and then he said he was going to turn him into his insect slave and make him make an army of. I don't know. It it didn't even matter. It, it so Creeper matter. came in, started like jumping all around, saying a bunch of like nonsensical quips to him, and just punching him. And then the cops were like, oh, it's the creeper. Get him. And Batman just stands there. Not like, he doesn't defend the creeper at all. Like, no, he helped me. It's cool. He says, even the hopelessly insane can be of help when fighting when in the fight of crime. That was the cold open. And then we go through our credits. So what do you know about the creeper? I know very little. I know that his uh, real personality is Jack Ryder. I don't know why he has the alter ego. I don't know if it's mystical or if it's just in his head or, or what. I seem to have read the Joker one years ago, like the joker miniseries with the creeper but i don't remember exactly what was in i know he doesn't have any control over it and he's basically crazy i don't know how that makes him a superhero though did you ever see um what was it uh the animated series also did a creeper episode no i don't remember that yeah i, that, I was, think that was uh, technically i think that was, was the new adventures the, it was yeah. like, towards the end and I actually um when they were first making freakazoid that was their idea for freakazoid was uh the creeper he would just be like a completely insane person that would just like luck into doing the right thing. Yeah, just oh. kind of like just do all this crazy shit, just kind of beat people up. And like, if you've ever seen the, the Bruce Tim designs for Freakazoid, he's like this hulking, like, um, like it's like the same thing, but he's like got muscles and he looks like deranged. So that was their idea for him. But it was nice to see the creeper. I don't know if we're going to see him again. That's one thing I do like about Batman Brave and the Bull, even though I haven't re- watched that much of it, it's a little bit of the first season is I like that it usually starts off with a opening scene that doesn't really, it doesn't lead into the rest of the uh, episode. It's just meant to be like, hey, here's some fun stuff that we wanted to show you guys and this uh, peek at this world that we, we might not show you, but it's, it's a fun little you know, nod to, to all these things that we love. And I really like that. So ironically, um, when we said that we didn't want to do a two-parter, we stumbled onto pretty much the only like story arc that... Um, references Batman another Raven the bold had which is like uh this guy that had come back like we'll get into it but let's let's start the story proper it opens up with catman which i've been wanting to do a catman episode since like we started doing this Gi- and riding around it. on a giant robot cat it's very much uh reminiscent of like first appearance kind of cat yeah the, the so, cover like, the, the i think is the same yeah and it's just catman robbing a bank i mean catman doesn't do that kind of stuff now it's more of a Secret Six kind of. He's a of bisexual mercenary, Batman. isn't he? That's what they. That's how Gail Simone wrote him as now, and that was one of those things that 
every once in a while in comics they'll kind of shoot they'll I feel like they'll kind of shoehorn a characteristic onto a character like Alan Scott with like when they did New Fifty Two stuff and they had Earth Two for a storyline Alan Scott like the original like Earth Two Green Lantern and like how it, it, the Golden Age Green Lantern they rewrote him as younger and being and being gay which being gay is fine but when they did that to Alan Scott. He never had the wife that he had in the comic books. He never had his children that he had in the comics that they became their own superheroes and this whole, they have their own history and everything. So when you do something like that to a character in that way and you impact its history, that's when I'm kind of against it. Mm-hmm. And that one kind of bothered me. But well, when, they do, when they do it to Catman, it's just, it add another layer. That's and just because Jade is like uh, Kyle's true love or some shit, isn't he? He has a lot of girlfriends. Let's not get into that part. But for, for when they do it to someone like Catman, I'm okay with that because it doesn't it doesn't hurt any other character. It doesn't it doesn't it adds Well Catman's a joke character. No one gave a shit about him. Like his his major reappearance was in um Secret Green Secret. Arrow oh. uh I think it was Archer's Quest where he was just like a fat loser and then like they used him in Secret Six where he's like I got myself back into shape. I mean that, No one cared though. But doing that kind of thing to I know I know we're getting off topic already, but doing that kind of thing to Catman Give him more depth, basically. It didn't, and it didn't do anything to other characters around that end up, you know, damaging the story or mm-hmm. another character at all. So I'm cool with changing things or adding things as long as it doesn't really mess. I mean, you can mess with the history, that's fine, but to say that it never happened at all just doesn't seem right to me either. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in that camp for that. But we get Catman only for a brief second before Batman vanishes. And we cut to the Justice League International, which, again, I said this episode was just for me. I love Justice League International stuff. So even having like this iteration of it is just, it's ticking all my boxes, man. We start with uh, Blue Beetle and uh, Booster Gold playing um, Starship. And they're just being nerds about uh, the stupid board game that they're playing. Ha ha, you're caught in a black hole. Uh-uh-uh, I've got a wormhole card. And Ice is just uh, reading a romance novel, which uh, Guy Gardner imagines himself with Ice on the cover, and then he starts hitting on her. Everyone's being their just like international kind of selves, either, you know, being the comedic character, being the creep, being... They, they mentioned her kind of being like a ditz for a second, because mm-hmm. there was nothing on her mind, I think was the, the throwaway joke for it. Everyone's there just being Justice League International at, at their round table and Monster Manhunter comes up and's like, Hey, Booster, you're supposed to be on on a watchtower du- or monitor duty, which everyone hates monitor duty. Well, where have you been? You're just sitting there. And then Rip Hunter shows up and I'm like, oh my God, Rip Hunter's showing up. And, and like that's the point where I said this is your favorite episode ever, isn't it, John? It pretty much is because it's ticking all those boxes. It's got it's a Batman it's technically a Batman story, but it's it's showing me all these other characters that I really like and really love in, in some capacity, and it's bringing them together. Like, if I wrote a episode of Batman, I would try to put these things together. Um, just for completion's sake, we also had Fire and Aquaman is on uh, their version of Justice League International. Just, just so we get that out there. But Rip Hunter shows up, and he says, your Batman's been missing from history, and everyone freaks out, and Rip Hunter explains that there are Batman multiple Batman, not even from the same bloodline for some reason, and that their beard taken out from multiple points of history. Later, the episode seems to imply that Batman is a concept that appears on different worlds and in different times all over, like the multiverse. It, it's not always Bruce Wayne in a time period. It's just... But doesn't the, the, it's it, the mantle. It doesn't the really part. explain, well, anything, really. 
no. how this would be affected. Like, if this was like, say, a Doctor Who episode, it would be like the ancestor is is killed. Therefore, the prime minister yeah, from they're, they're kind of the present away, day is gone. They're kind of the throwaway line is, well, time's not linear. It's uh. It's yeah, just, they do the timey wimey. Yeah, they do that time, that kind of speech, thing. but they don't do it but, all the way. And if it was the same bloodline, or if they were being taken out simultaneously, for some reason, our Batman, the Brave and the Bold Batman, is the only one that banishes, even though the other ones are also being attacked. Like I don't know how that. But the other ones are actually attacked. Just, though. Yes, he's the only one to vanish without being attacked, though. And it's just that was. I mean, it's a show. It's whatever. It's a set piece. So we go to our first set piece, which is they go well, back to cave times. Yeah, like the the whole team is going to go back to all these different points of history to try to try to save all these different points points of batman and they go kind of chronologically even though they say that time isn't linear they do mm-hmm. do a very chronological take on on going through things so we go back to and like this a whole this whole thing is kind of a um it's kind of based on the return of bruce wayne slash uh time what'd you time say masters, time masters vanishing point, vanishing so point return of bruce wayne stuff is just the perspective from bruce wayne with a couple with a with, couple scenes with those guys with him going through all these different iterations of being Batman as being like a caveman, of being a pirate, of being all these different versions of Batman. And Time Master Vanishing Point was when Rip Hunter, Superman, Green Lantern, uh, Booster Gold, I think, it's been a while since I've read it, where they go through time together and they track, they're like on his tail as he's moving through time, they're trying to find him. So this story takes bits and pieces from it as best it can like it takes like in the actual um return of bruce wayne they don't dress up like he doesn't dress up like a different batman every uh time period he goes to this is a different batman but they use the covers which showed him dressed up as a different batman that's like their character designs is taken from that so we go to the cave um batman where the first thing we get is that Guy Gardner tells ice that she's stupid for believing that dinosaurs and people live together and, and then, then we see a dinosaur. And, well, he, he gets, like, embarrassed that he mocked her. And she's like, well, you never know. And she seems to think that that's okay. That's kind of, their, like, romantic moment in there, I guess. Old, I mean, Guy Gardner now is, they've, they've toned him down to a degree. I mean, he's still abrasive in certain ways. But Guy Gardner, from the time period that they're, they're drawing inspiration from, him, him and Ice's relationship and how he acted... Seems kind of abusive, actually, like in a, in a more of a verbal way, not mm-hmm. not a physical way at all. And I'm so glad, like over time, he's he's kind of been warmed up a little bit. I mean, he's still abrasive, but it's in a much different way. But at that time, he was like, he was a different type of character. He yeah. wasn't just like, hey, I'm Hal Jordan too, because that's kind of what I always thought John Stewart kind of turned into was a Hal Jordan too for a little while. Yeah, and he's then kind of he your designated hero. About planet dying, but yeah. oh, and that's such a bad story too. And he talks about it for what, like twenty years. Oh my god, I think he's still talking about it. Uh, if we ever, if we ever uh, have a John Stewart type uh, character in an episode, we'll we'll talk more about that. But so they go to try to save this Batman, and a weird Martian Manhunter ripoff <laughs> comes through a portal and tries to attack the Caveman Batman. Not Martian Manhunter. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's just a manhunter. Yeah, a manhunter from yeah. the Green Lantern. Like, it looks things. like a Green Lantern robot manhunter. There's also a good joke where he's like, I'll take you back to my... He says it like, I take back to secret hideout. He's like, oh, the cave? He's like, oh, you live in caves. I take you back to secret hideout. This tree. That's in broad daylight. That, that has, has a, a giant, giant bat, bat on, it. on it. So It's a very uh, Batman being inconspicuous type of thing. So I, I was okay with that. So these manhunters come down. Uh, one manhunter comes down and transports a bunch of pterodactyls at him. 
and they beat him up easily and then blow up the Manhunter. And then I don't, I mean, we can only spend our time on our favorite moments from this, but they keep doing this in other time periods as well. And it keeps escalating too. Yes, it does. So we have uh, our pirate type Batman, we have a Roman Batman, and we have a future Batman. And each iteration of these, this Manhunter type knockoff is coming in and trying to, without, they don't actually say it, they're trying to kill off that batman from that time period so they go to the pirate batman and he says that he's not a pirate he's against pirates but behind him is a bunch of pirates with skull and crossbows they all, on they all, all these like not henchmen i guess partners minions whatever you want to call it yeah they're all they all have skull and crossbones and i don't care if you're a good guy or not if you have skull and crossbones on it means something and as where he like transports some pterodactyls in, this time he transports a kraken. This time it's up to Booster Gold and Blue Beetle to really make the difference. And it's Jamie Rains, Jamie Rains, Rays. It's the third iteration of Blue Beetle. You know, the not good one, the one that isn't Ted Core, that one. <laughs> and Booster Gold, which I think is the same guy that voiced Booster Gold in Justice League Unlimited as well. I think. And they they do their own stuff and they help stave off this giant kraken that has like a Godzilla head on him. And I love that too. Like this is this episode's great. It's got all these fun action moments and it's got all these winks to the audience and all this great dialogue and I and I really love it. So then we go to uh the Roman times. Um what did the Romans ever do for us? And Plumbing? apparently aqueducts. So um Fire and Aquaman are transported to Roman times and Aquaman just wants to keep getting in fights with Romans. <laughs> he's like i'm the best this is the, this is the type of aquaman that is more of a um not dude bro but blowhard i think that's i think that's a good way to describe he's boisterous him. and he doesn't necessarily he backs it up though yes he's a good guy and he's strong but they don't they don't try to have him be known for being strategic or smart mm-hmm. in this iteration of him he's just action he's just a man of action so they're immediately thought of as escaped slaves and captured as such because Fire says, oh, this is a good way to find Batman, which works to her credit. But it's such a stupid plan. The way that the guy sees them and arrests them is like, you look like slaves and takes them. They don't look like slaves. Aquaman's dressed as Aquaman. Fire's dressed as Fire, you know, in that green kind of weird, ball- uh, not ballerina, like ice figure skater onesie and stuff. Like, they don't look like slaves. Like, performers maybe. I mean, if you were in that time period, but... It was a really weird handed comment, and then uh, Roman Batman coming through and trying Batmanicus. to Batmanicus. Yes, <laughs> I liked Pirate Batman the most. Batmanicus, and I was like, eh. Uh, he had a good name. So Batmanicus fights and gets them out, and then the Manhunter shows up and turns a statue into um, a living statue, which fights them. But it's made out of clay, so uh, fire just melts it. It's kind of anticlimactic. I did appreciate though that unlike Ghostbusters two, they picked a statue I that knew actually you were has feet. Say that. All right. So your thing about Ghostbusters two is the part where it falls apart for you is that the Statue of Liberty walks. Ghosts, possessions, the uh, a bunch of ghosts coming out of a ghost Titanic on a pier. Those parts are all cool for you, even though that Titanic is inaccurate because it's only one big hole instead of like all those little divots it's supposed to have and like a bunch of different holes in it. That's how it's saying. Yes, because all that stuff's cool, but you can't suspend disbelief at Empire Statue of uh, Liberty walking. Because there's a scene where we put the slime in that says that the slime has properties that could take over, right? Based on positive and negative feelings. 
So they showed that by having the toaster just jump around a little bit. If it had sprouted legs and started dancing around, it does that would have been different. Though. No, it does not. Yeah, they put little feet on. You can see them moving no, around. No, they do not. It, how do you think it bounced around? You, you see it in the scenes. The point is, if a ghost can possess somebody, if what's-his-name from Ally McBeal can look like a witch pushing a stroller in scenes. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. Forgot about that. <laughs> that. That always confused me as a kid. If that stuff can happen, then I don't see why the Statue of Liberty can't walk. But let's move on. So they I think fight the, the statue. You, and me is you were confused by that. I was mad. But either way, they, they save all these people. So back on the Watchtower, the Justice League's like, well, why would we save Batman? And then they're like, who's Batman? And their memory is starting to go. And Rip Hunter explains to them, like, well, time is wibbly wobbly whatever yeah it does that and that we get the feel. the standard oh man this is all giving me a headache that, and ice is like i'm fine if there's ever a line in a if there's ever a time travel thing there's always a this is giving me a headache john this is heavy so they go to a uh, guy had grabbed a piece of the manhunter and they analyze it and find out that it's from the far future so they go there because all all time interconnects so they have to save the future batman yeah, which it's like once we destroy the future, this robot Batman, he's like a pots and pans robot Batman too. Yeah, I mean, I kind of understand fighting the one villain because that's where the attack kind of originates from. But at the same time, as we'll find out later, the villain that we find is thrown through time in multiple points. So they haven't fixed anything. Well, we'll get to that. But they go to the villain's lair and we find out that it's Equinox, which is kind of like a Batman Brave and the Bold exclusive villain. He looks like Psycho Pirate, kind of. He looks like Psycho Pirate. He has the um, backstory of Libra, who at that point, I think they weren't allowed to use it because uh, Final Crisis was gearing up. Every time they have a reasoning and animated stuff for why they can or cannot do anything, I always find it weird because it never impacts the way no, they think it's going but to. But it's basically, it was basically Libra with a different name. And this was like their their create character that had... Um, done some other things he'd been in like a bunch of different episodes and so it references the fact that batman had defeated him earlier and thrown him through time somehow because that's an ability with a green lantern ring (laughs) and so for some reason he has um robot batman held but he hasn't killed him yet and the justice league international beats the shit out of all the manhunters until they don't yeah, and then that Batman and then they get captured, and then that Batman somehow gets free, and then he saves the day, and then everything. And he opens fine. up a time portal, and we get the other three that come to save him. And then they collectively beat everybody up, and then our Batman comes with Martian Manhunter and Rip Hunter. Well, everyone's a hunter, and they just go, "Thanks for saving everything," and then they shake it's, hands. It's done. And then they mention that Libra mentioned that, like after the episode that we didn't watch, he got split into twelve fragments, and that's where his personality fell through time. And they're like, so this isn't the last we've seen Libra. I was like, yeah, it is, because you guys got canceled. But they, there's like another like ten episodes after that point, so you might see something. Maybe, but according to the Wikipedia, it didn't happen. <laughs> oh. Unless they show up in Batman versus Scooby Doo, Batman Brave and the Bold, and Scooby Doo Two, which just came out like last year, which is really weird. This was one of those things where like. All the things that it referenced really checked all my boxes. The story overall, I was like, well, it's kind of dumb. There's not much of the story, but the no. whole time it was just like... It's, a, it's basically a bunch of vignettes put even together. Even like the Manhunters, I was like, I think that looks like a Manhunter. John's like, no. And then the next time they show up, it was like, it does kind of look like a man. And like third time, it's like, so this is definitely a Manhunter. And then like when we find out what it is, it's like, so they're not Manhunters. <laughs> it's a very... I think they just had that design already 
cooked up. So they're like, okay, what can we have that we don't have to do a bunch of revisions on and then just change the color a little bit? I think that's what they did like post-production kind of wise or, or production wise. I love this episode. Like from the moment it started to the moment it ended, I was on board. Like I have like my nerdy, like Empire uh, Statue of Liberty moments while watching this. But as a whole, I love this. This was fantastic. Yeah, it was, an, it was a nice episode, but it really was John's favorite episode. So it was like a divine intervention that we watched this. We had to uh, reshuffle, too, so that almost didn't happen. And even then, it was like, oh, we're not going to watch a two-parter episode. Well, this is like part four. It's like it's a loose connection. Yeah, one. But like, it's, it's not a hard loose. part four. It tells you everything you need to know. It's part of overall uh, kind of an arc. What was your worst moment for the episode? I want to start it off with on a bad foot. Like the thing that you did not like or the, the thing that you found kind of weird. Um, Equinox is kind of an anti-climax villain. Like you wanted to, because he almost looked like Slade Wilson a little bit too. There was a lot of different ways they could have gone. It was just like, here's our guy that you don't care. Maybe about. it would have meant something more to us if we watched the other stuff. But maybe I, I still think it probably was, not though. I still think the villain landed kind of flat. I think the the way that all, these Batman inter- interconnect was was weak, so that it was fun watching these fights. But them explaining the big reveal, like there was enough reason to care because these Batman were the only thing they had in common were was the mantle. A Batman. They didn't. They were. They weren't from the same bloodline or anything like that. So that I think that was kind of the weak point. So I, I kind of agree. My favorite part was probably um, when Rip Hunter uh, Booster's like, "So why didn't you? Uh, well, I'm a time traveler. Why didn't I figure this out?" And uh, Rip just goes, "Cause you're a time traveler. I'm a time master." Oh, throwing sh- the part where he's just throwing yeah. shade on. I'm like, that was your favorite. Like, Dad. <laughs> Actually, yeah, Rip Hunter's giving sass to his own father. Technically, I'm going to spoil this for you. Because if you don't know, you probably don't care anyway. And if you read it, it, I don't think it hurts anything. So if you want to, skip 15 seconds ahead. But Rip Hunter is totally Booster Gold's son. And that is fantastic. And they never explain any further than that. Like, they always hint in comic books, but every time they got close to elaborating more on that, Something got canceled or revised or taken away, so it was one of those things that they keep almost talking about. So my, my, my hate, my most hated moment was when they're all together, and Batman's fading from their memories, so that they're like, "I know we were there to save somebody, but we can't remember who." This is before their final, you know, saving the future Batman, and they're and uh, Rip Hunter and Martian Manhunter are, are like, "You guys can't remember though. This isn't a good sign. There, there's another one out there." And and then like we have to save that Batman, and then the guy Gardner immediately goes, "Batman who? You know what? I understand you can't remember Batman because he's been erased from your memories and stuff. But if you're having a conversation and someone tells you, hey, Batman exists, and you can't recall him, that's one thing. But you can't recall someone saying the words Batman, though, though that's completely unrelated. That doesn't matter until until Martian Manhunter forgets. You should be able to remember him saying Batman." It's like um, there's a conversation in an episode of Red Dwarf where they're like by a uh, white hole, which messes with time. And so the conversation keeps going in different orders. So the cat keeps going, so what is it? Only joking. And like you keep repeating that. So you don't know like if it's part of the time dilation or because at the end they threaten to beat him up because he keeps going, so what is it? <laughs> so my my favorite moment, though. He there's, loved there's this so, whole thing. I, I, I really like Even when the things. creeper showed up, it was like, ooh. Well, the creeper showed up. I thought it was great when they do the whole, you're just going to sit there and watch kind of a line. Because I was like, that's dirty. And there was uh, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle showing up and being with uh, the non-pirate Batman. I, I like that moment, too. 
it was solid. It was just a fun, solid episode. Like my favorite, I'm going to pick the the guys that wrote this episode are my favorite thing about this episode because everyone, including the like, cast production, whoever was involved like creatively in this was having, like you have to have fun doing this sort of thing. Like there's no way that you can do this episode and not like enjoy it to some degree at, at the very least. If I don't want to be less abstract, I guess I I guess I'm going to go with uh, the creeper suit because I just that's a fun line at the very beginning of the episode that like oh that's dirty I want to listen to the rest of the episode and see if there's any other like weird innuendos. Okay, so let's move on to the next phase, which is our plugs. So what are we doing next time, Chris? Well, I figured since it's a new process and we had so much fun with it, we'll do one more uh, round of Bat Roulette next time, and then we'll get into the new look era After in the next episode after that. So about a month from now, we'll start new look era. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, I don't think anybody's really clamoring for new month, I meant new look anyways. Pretty much me just going, can we get to the fireworks factory? Yeah. It's like, okay, so we got to get through this before Neil and uh, everybody shows up. It's like, yeah. Your friends will be here soon. You just got to watch this. All right. Now, do you want me to still have mulligan power when we roll up uh, yes. Bat Roulette? Okay. So we're going to run the Bat Roulette generator. Beep, bop, boop, boop, beep, bop, boop, bop, beep, bop, boop, bop. I don't oh, know why doing I'm doing it now. It. Well, we got to do it so we know what we're doing next time. Okay. Beep, bop, 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 boop. Do we want to do two Batman Brave and the Bolds in a row? It's up to you. You got the veto powers. I feel like that's a cop out because I'm going to like it for sure. All right, well. All right, so I'm 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 mulliganing this one. I'm going to potentially shoot myself in the foot so I can shoot myself in the face. Okay, we're watching Batman 66. Okay. It's technically a two-parter, so I guess we'll just watch the first part. Uh, no, let's watch the whole thing. And then we'll just kind of sum it up really yep. fast. Okay. So we are watching season 2. What we have listed is episode 43 and 44 of the entire series. They don't do episodes by season, what I found. Uh, So this is going to be talking about the episodes The Greatest Mother of Them All and Ma Parker. Okay. So I... Sounds awful. (laughs) In for a penny, in for a pound? Yep. All right, so that's what we're going to be watching next time. If you listeners want to somehow save us from this... In any capacity, or add things to our list, or show us artwork, or communicate with us in any way. Chris, how can they find us? You can find us at Twitter. We are at SACBatPod. You can also use the hashtag SACBatPod or Robin's Regulars. Or email us at sac.alfred at gmail.com. SAC episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find a full list on our website listed in the descriptions below. So as always, I've been Chris Winia. And I've been John Pfeiffer. We still have 11 more fragments of the show to find. Beep, boop, 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 boop,